Hi friend, and welcome to Grab Your Light, the podcast, a podcast for young women of color who are trying to navigate a breakup, divorce, or co-parenting relationship with wisdom and grace, and all while maintaining their mental and emotional well-being. I'm Lauren, your host, and while I am no expert, I have been through it, and so now I'm here to walk you through it. So let's talk about it. First and foremost, before diving into the episode, I have to thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome to my little corner of the podcast universe. If this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever time, thank you so much for being a loyal listener, for tuning in and for sharing it with your friends. I really, really appreciate you guys because without you guys, I'm just talking to myself. So thank you. Now to get into sort of the topic or theme for this month, I'm sure if you're a repeat listener, you've noticed that I tend to do themes by the month uh, because that's the type A planner in me. And so this month's theme is entertainment. And I want to turn to the outlets that we use for entertainment. And I'm doing that because last month was a bit heavy right? We talked about how to tend to your children if you have them in the immediate aftermath of your breakup or separation. And so that's heavy, you know, Uh, co-parenting, parenting in general, custody, all of that is very heavy. So I thought we could lighten it up a little bit this month and talk more about the entertainment things. Because honestly, I wrote my blog and I'm doing this podcast in the order in which I experienced these things. So separation happened. I had to do what I had to do to survive it. I had to surround myself with my community. I had to take care of my child. So that is what we've covered thus far. And those are kind of the big things, right? Now we're going to talk about that period of time in which you're kind of just sitting. It's kind of a lull because you have just kind of adjusted to your new life and you are just really tackling that adjustment. So in doing so, I turned to entertainment. And there's many reasons that we entertain ourselves through all of the outlets available, right? We do it to learn things or to educate ourselves. We do it to be inspired. We do it to be distracted. Uh, We do it to connect, right? To, To relate to something. So in today's episode, I want to talk about movies. I want to talk about breakup movies specifically. One of my good friends is always sort of poking fun at me for watching sad movies. She says I listen to sad music and watch sad movies and she can't figure out why. And I think that it's because when I am feeling sad, it's not that I want to be made sadder or more sad. It's that I want to know I'm not alone in that sorrow. And so sometimes it's comforting to watch someone else who is sad for the same reason and to see how they're handling it and to see what they do moving forward. Even if it's a fictional account, it's just kind of um, inspiring, I think, and insightful to know that you're not alone and to know that you handled it the same way and you know, at least in this fictional account of things, everything worked out. So I am very big on breakup movies. I have 
curated a list of my five favorite breakup movies. And I mean, the internet is full of lists. There are anything from top five breakup movies to top 50 breakup movies. So if you don't like any of my five, I am not offended. Please feel free to head to good old Google and find one that works for you. But for now, because this is my little corner of the podcast universe, I am going to talk about my favorite five. So my first one is called Sleeping with Other People. And it is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is my favorite breakup movie. And I have to make a note that many of my breakup movies are not on the breakup lists because they aren't seemingly about breakups. And sleeping with other people is one of those. So in this movie, and also side note, there are spoiler alerts all up and through this episode. So sorry. (laughs) In sleeping with other people, there's a girl and a guy, of course. They meet in college. They have a moment. They go their separate ways. The girl then falls in love with this guy. And it just is terrible for her. It is just emotionally terrible for her. So she ends things with him and she's really struggling. Like we watch her through the movie struggle to not call him, not text him, um, imagine herself with somebody else. And so she runs into the guy from college and they start a friendship and he kind of helps her through the breakup. And it's just really um, encouraging, I think, and uh, helpful to see her go through many of the pitfalls we go through. Like, oh my God, I texted him and I shouldn't have. Oh my God, he wasn't actually even all that great. Like, what is my issue? Oh my God, why did I give him so much of my time? And then she has the added perk of having this adoring male friend who, of course, they end up falling in love later. But for a lot of the movie, you get to watch her go through the feelings and the emotions of a breakup. And then also the repairing of your life and the moving forward that comes after a breakup. And so it's just really great. You know, the romance genre is my favorite genre. And it's because not only do women get the guy, but they get the life that they want. And not because of the guy. Like think about most romance novels or movies. They usually get the home that they want. They usually get the job that they want. They get the raise they're looking for. They open the bakery they've been trying to open. It's always a bakery. And and they get the guy. So like romance genres are really all about female empowerment and female accomplishment. I have taken a detour, but I'm bringing it back. So in this movie, it's one of my favorites because she gets the guy, the guy she least expects or wants to get, but who's kind of perfect for her. And she elevates her life in every other way. And it's just great. And then it's Alison Brie and Jason Sudeikis. And so they're hilarious. So there's all these little funny moments sprinkled in between the heartbreak. And so it is my number one favorite breakup movie. Okay. The next one is Waiting to Exhale. Does that even need a description or an intro? I'm sure you have heard of it. I'm sure you have seen it at some point. It is definitely worth rewatching just to see Angela Bassett burn all his clothes inside of the car and chop her hair off, right? It is just 
There are so many great moments in there because all of them have man problems. Every single one of them have man problems and every single one of them handles it very differently. So it's kind of a perfect movie because it's made for every woman. You will kind of see yourself reflected back to you through one of those characters. And it's just great. I highly recommend it. You get the camaraderie and the sisterhood that you're looking for. You get the beautiful men because they cast some great men in that movie. So you get a little eye candy as well. You get sort of the um, revenge and the anger that so many of us want to carry out, but usually know we should not. And so we don't. Um, and then with some of them, you get happy endings, whether it's with a new guy or whether it's with that um, elevation in their lives that I mentioned earlier. Um, also, as a woman of color, a movie that shows all women of color, I have to include on the list. So Waiting to Exhale is number two. Moving on to number three is Bridesmaids. You guys, how hilarious is the movie Bridesmaids? And again, this one is seemingly not about a breakup, right? This movie is seemingly about a woman who spirals and who, you know, relies on her friends to kind of pull her out of it. But we do know that the whole beginning of her life spiraling was that her business didn't do so well and her fiance boyfriend left her. We never get to see him, but we know that that is what has kind of pushed her down this spiral. And so we get to watch her, you know, try to soothe her feelings by, you know, messing with the dude from Mad Men and screwing over the police officer. And then we get to see her not do so well at her job and have to move in with her mom and, you know, um, feel insecure in her relationship with her best friend. And these are all things that can come as a result of going through a breakup. It really does trickle down and affect all these other parts of your life that you don't realize. And so I think for bridesmaids, that is such a good depiction of that. And so, and it's also hilarious. So it's a very funny way of kind of being like, oh girl, me too. My life done spiraled as well. Yep. I'm sitting on my mom's couch. I can't remember what her mom was always trying to force her to eat, but eating something, you know, ruining things, thinking that I've got it all covered, and then finally embracing the fact that I don't know at all what I'm doing. Making a plan to get out of that and then slowly making steps towards it. It's just great. And like I said, you get to laugh quite a bit. And as a fan of female empowerment, um, it's an all-female cast. So come on, it doesn't get any better than that. So Bridesmaids is number three. And then number four is The Holiday. Again, not seemingly a breakup movie, but both of the women's characters, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, the movie starts with them needing to get over a man. And in order to get over these men, they switch homes on opposite sides of the world. And then it just kind of goes from there. Now, of course, they meet new men and blah, 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 blah. But the big part of the movie and the movie is a little lengthy. So the first half of the movie kind of goes through them processing their breakups, them feeling bad for themselves, them questioning themselves, them trying to figure out like, where did I go wrong? How did I end up here? How do I move forward? 
Um, and then the second half of the movie is them kind of taking those steps and then meeting someone new. And it's great because the two women couldn't be more different from each other. And so again, that goes to that relatability factor, to that seeing someone that looks like you in a movie. And so one of those women is bound to resonate with you. And this one isn't as hilarious as the other ones, but it is very touching. It is very meaningful. Um, I think it has great moments of insight and great moments of intimacy and not like sexual intimacy, but like, um, like vulnerability. That is a better word for it. It has great moments of vulnerability. And so, and it has great scenery. I mean, half of the movie takes place in England and half of it takes place in California. And so it's just very beautiful to look at. And I'm a Kate Winslet fan. So I'm going to watch any movie that she's in. So there's that. So I could be biased, but I think it's a good one. The fifth one and the last one on my list is The Notebook. And I know, again, does not seem like a breakup movie. And really it isn't. But the reason it's on the list is because we do watch them go through a breakup, right? I mean, they don't end up together for a while. They spend a good portion of the movie apart and we get to see how they manage that. We get to see, you know, the leading lady kind of wallow for a little bit and then convince herself she's happy with someone else, which is something that we do, right, ladies? Okay, you're by yourself, I'm sure. You can admit that this is something that we do. And then we get to watch the man um, completely lose his mind. And how often do we get to watch men process a breakup in movies? So that's pretty special. Um, but we get to watch him go to crazy lengths to process the breakup and do what he thinks will mend his heart and possibly even mend the relationship. So that is always very comforting, I think, to watch. And then it also sprinkles a bit of hope in there, right? For those of us who go through a breakup or especially a separation and divorce, we're always kind of hoping until that paper is finalized or we're always wondering if we could get back together, you know, what the future will hold. How um, unrealistic or how unexpected, that's better, how unexpected is the ending of the notebook, right? It Everything about it from her coming back to him building the house to her leaving the fiance to them growing old together and the Alzheimer's, like all of it is just so elaborate and so unexpected that it gives us hope that we don't know what could be coming around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And so I think that one is a little special because it gives you the sad part, but then it gives you the happy part. But unlike the other movies, it doesn't give you the happy part with someone new. It gives you the happy part with the original person. And so it's just a very special special movie that I mean Ryan Gosling great eye candy how can we resist that so those are my top five breakup movies those are the ones that I go to um, anytime I decide I'm over some guy <laughs> from my ex-husband to some guy I met a month ago to some guy I met six months ago if I decide I'm over you I'm gonna 
get nice and comfy on the couch and pull up one of these and then I'm going to feel better about it and I'm going to feel less alone in the world and I'm going to resolve to elevate my life the next day. So that's my top five. I do want to mention a few others because when I originally posted about this on my blog, I did a little poll on Instagram to find out what other people's favorite movies are. So I want to mention some of those. Number one is The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. These movies are great. I think there's two of them, maybe three. I can't remember, but these movies are absolutely great. Um, I don't know how many breakups are involved in them, but still wonderful stories of sisterhood and they do go through difficult times. So even if one is not a breakup, they go through some pretty heavy things. And so that's great. Um, Number two is The Breakup. I have watched it, didn't love it, but I can appreciate what it attempted to do. And I can appreciate it as a movie that women look to when going through a breakup. Number three, he's just not that into you. You guys, I don't know what it is, but I'm just not that into that movie. I can't do it. I've tried many times. It just does not entertain me. Um, And I do kind of love those movies where every character is kind of interconnected to the other one. But I just can't. It just doesn't do it for me. But if it does it for you, go for it, girl. Go for it. It is constantly on cable. So you can watch it with your box of Kleenex and feel perfectly seen, heard, and validated. Number four, how Stella got her groove back. This is a good one too. Um, Not one of my favorites, but it is a good one. Woman of color. So of course I'm here for it, Uh, but it is a good one too. Number five, War Room. I hate to admit I haven't actually seen it. I'm so sorry. I probably should have watched it before I I mentioned it, right? Like that feels like podcast etiquette 101. My bad, y'all. But I have seen a preview. I have seen a trailer and it, it looks good. I just have not watched it. Number six, 500 Days of Summer. I have tried many times to watch it and only gotten through some of it, but it is on like every single, every single breakup list. So there's something there. Definitely check it out. Number seven, First Wives Club. It's an oldie, but a goodie. I've watched it a few times. It's pretty good. Number eight, It's Complicated. Another oldie, but goodie. Also pretty good. Um, Number nine, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Mm, love these movies. I don't know that I would classify them as breakup movies, but someone did. So we can appreciate that for someone. This is comforting to them when going through a breakup. Um, And then number 10 is anything Bridget Jones. And I love Bridget Jones. Every time Spectrum has Bridget Jones on, I am watching. The reason Bridget didn't end up on my list is that She's never going through too much of a breakup. Like Bridget always has some man around. They're always crazy about her. They're always coming back. So homegirl is never really going through a breakup. And that can be irritating when you're actually going through a breakup. So I tend to watch Bridget when I'm feeling a little better, when I'm on the upside (laughs) of the breakup. So those are the movies. That is the list. I hope that if you're at the beginning of your breakup or separation or divorce, that you will watch one of them and let me know you watched it and give me your thoughts and your feedback. 
Um, and also, if I've left one off the list that you think really, really needs to be there, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram um, or my blog, or you can even email me. But any any form of reaching out will work. I absolutely would love to hear from you. And I would love to watch any of the movies that you are recommending, except for Five Days of Summer, because I just can't. <laughs> but any of the other ones, I would be happy to watch and add it to the list. So that brings us to the end. I hope that it was light and entertaining and that you took note of the movies and that it will bring you a little relief in the coming days. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Grab Your Light, the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please tell a friend and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram so we can be friends. Have a good day, week, and month. Bye.